Welcome to All Up In Your Business. I'm Jay Sokol, and in today's episode, we will focus on the business of managing the City of College Station organization. So here with all the answers is City Manager Brian Woods, who came to College Station in late 2018, had a year-long absence to deploy with the U.S. Navy Reserve, and has now been back with us for several weeks. So Brian, thanks for temporarily saying no to all the local media that's been trying to get this interview uh, and saying no to Oprah as well until All Up In Your Business could get this exclusive sit down with you first. So uh, thanks for coming in here, by the way. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I, I don't prefer to see it as an absence and more just as remotely as you can work. <laughs> that is a remote work scenario. You took that to the extreme. Uh, so, so let's go ahead and start out with the year you were overseas. So even though the city council handed over the keys to Deputy City Manager Jeff Capps, you were actually able to stay plugged into a lot of the issues and the conversations. So talk about how that was even possible. Yeah, and, you know, I guess to start, I can't say enough about Jeff Capps um, and, you know, Jeff Kirsten, Jennifer Prochka. I mean, I could name a hundred people who did a fantastic job leading the city while I was gone. Um, but also b by allowing me to stay involved uh, through contact, I think one of the interesting pieces of kind of going through the pandemic was uh, we all had to figure out how to communicate remotely. And so uh, for me, being in the situation I was in where I think in years past, we certainly would have had uh, communication with the staff um, everything was set up so that it was a little bit easier to still be involved, whether that was talking to staff or um, uh, watching city council meetings from the Middle East or anything else we were doing. So fortunately, we had good communications infrastructure wherever I was and was able to have those conversations. It meant for some late nights because we, we had a little bit of a time difference, but um, that really helped. And then there's the other part of it, which is just being able to stay uh, on top of things through the local media and um, you know that's also a really nice thing when you're away just to kind of remind you of home and see how things are working so it, it worked surprisingly well and I um, kind of said all along um, I stepped out of the city manager role and just became more of an advisor to, to Jeff and, and the team. But you guys were really in in pretty regular communication throughout your time right? Yes yes we we talked I mean uh, sometimes daily obviously there were certain situations where um, I was out uh, doing specific Navy work where you know, I wasn't able to have communications. But, yeah, we, we really had daily, the, the, at least the availability of daily communication via email um, or, or phone calls through that. And then, and then uh, like I said, even on certain occasions, being able to be um, on the city council meetings and, and talk about uh, some of the specific issues. So um, it, it was really a lot better than I had expected and, and a lot better than I think a lot of people um advised me it would be they were kind of like hey you need to let this go it's going to be hard to stay involved mm. but um, the technology helped but I again I attribute it really to the city council and the staff and, and the community's kind of willingness to work with me so that I could I could still be involved so you've been back for like six weeks or so into about, the office about that, yep. yeah so how have you approached reintegrating back into the organization both with staff and with the city council yeah, so I, ha I guess it's uh, it's like anything you have you have uh, a plan until it actually happens, and then you realize that maybe you got to adjust. And yeah. um, so you know, when I first came back, I took a couple of weeks just to be back with 
uh, my family. I, I had some time uh, before I was actually home um, where I was in the United States and we had a little bit of downtime. So I did use some of that time to really try and catch up on, on a lot of uh, the, the day-to-day business stuff that was going on because that's the challenge is you come back in and, um, you know, I, I think I've described it to folks before. You come back into to your home or to your job and you know it, you know the people and you know the general construct, but a lot of the stuff has been moved around. So it's, it's learning to locate where kind of everything is. Um, council has been really good about that. I've spent some time meeting with them individually and obviously trying to get up to speed on, on what's going on in the community. So that's kind of what I've done. You know, meet with, meet with the different directors, spend a lot of time with the city manager's office just trying to, you know, help them or get them to download to me. And then uh, same thing with meeting with people in the community who've been incredibly supportive, you know, people who have seen things going on for the last year from that perspective, which has been really helpful. So it really hasn't been terribly difficult. Well, I know one thing I was thinking earlier was there were at least one or two new department heads, new directors uh, that came in while you were gone. So you had to come back and, and actually face-to-face meet new people. That's right. Yeah, so we, um, you know, we hired some people at the beginning of the pandemic. So when we were doing um, everything virtually, and then we also had department heads come in you know, uh, specifically planning and, and uh, parks while I was out, I was still involved in those processes. Now, I, I wasn't as involved as I would have been if I was here, but I did get to speak with them virtually before we, we ever um, offered them their jobs and then, um, you know, get to talk to them a little bit, but, but had not met them. And then in a couple of cases, because we were still navigating the in-person piece of, of everything with COVID, didn't meet them until a couple of weeks actually back on the job, which is strange because normally it's the exact opposite. You know, I and, and, and the CMO are the ones who are, are talking to those folks and know them the best before they come in. So that was definitely different, um, but it's been really nice just to get back and see everybody in person. So I know you had a, a job to do while you were deployed to the Middle East, but a lot of us here were were uh, sort of joking around like, do you know how much he is just spending time thinking about all the things he's going to do when he gets back? I mean, but seriously, related to the business of the city, like how much time were you spending just sort of planning out what you were going to do when you came back? Uh, I So a lot. You know, obviously you have the the job at hand over there and sometimes it is it is very at hand and it's you know you are you're 100 percent laser focused on what you're doing but you do have some downtime and um and it was interesting to be especially having you know spent a year and a half or so um you know doing things and, and pushing initiatives one to sit back and watch other people um you know take take that over and, and put their spin on it which was incredible and uh, being able to, to reflect a little bit on some of the things that I thought worked or weren't working or we were going to have to try and figure out now that we were in this new reality. Um, I also uh, spent a lot of time with the guys over there. Um, they would uh, engage on some of the topics over here and we, we talked about it a lot both uh, as it related to College Station and the, even local governments as a whole. So we had a pretty good uh, little focus group over there where we throw out ideas and and talk about things and then certainly um, was communicating some of these things back to staff uh, and saying hey you know this is something to think about when when we get back Christmas in College Station was a big one that mm-hmm. we had really talked about was in its infancy when I was leaving and then seeing that develop and and uh, coming in and, and thinking maybe we could try this or maybe we could try that so it was an interesting environment and in that I obviously had a job over there that, that that took up a lot of time 
but I did not have the the kind of 24 hour a day job of trying to make sure everything is going on in the city and it gave me some time to to think about things in a strategic way that you don't always get when you're trying to run an organization yeah right so you have a lot of big issues in front of you now if I'm guessing about at least some of those near the top of the list it would be preparing a draft FY22 budget uh, maybe helping jumpstart College Station's hospitality industry shepherding some capital projects especially City Hall the new City Hall that's being built uh, you want to start with the budget scenario that we find ourselves in right now sure um, you know I think uh, obviously that's that's one of the main jobs as your city as a city manager to prepare a draft budget but I say all the time, you know, that is the, that's the council's budget, obviously, but it's really for the community. What we put in that budget is what we care about, what we're going to do. So it's incredibly important, and it takes, um, you know, tons of time and effort and, and prognostication by people smarter than me to figure out what are the revenues going to look like and then try to, to work on how, how are we going to take those revenues and translate them into what the citizens you know, uh, represented by the council want to see happen in the community. And we, you know, we've talked about it before, um, you know, the way we do that with the Budget Congress, which, you know, really is just a way to get input from um, our, our departments and the people all the way down to the ones who are, who are doing the work on the ground. So it's a tremendous amount of work. I'm incredibly pleased with where we are. We've been fortunate um, that, you know, we, we pulled back a lot of things and tried to be very conservative with the unknown of COVID and, and what that would do, um, not only to the city's budget, but just the community as a whole. And again, getting to be involved in it, but also look from the outside. It's it's just incredible how not only the, the city staff and the council have, have adjusted, but the community, the private sector, the mm-hmm. citizens, you know, how they've done things. And I think where we find ourselves, not just from a budgetary perspective, but overall is in a better position than we thought we would be in. Um, now that shouldn't discount that some people are still suffering and have suffered heavily. So all of those things, you know, are going into my mind when we prepare this budget. How do we, how do we deal with what really was a completely um, different year, a hard one to say what's the next year going to look like now, um, and then how do we do the things that are going to help um, support what the council wants to see, the community wants to see. And, and really support the community as they are trying to recover. And, and that goes to that, that tourism piece that you mentioned. Yeah. So I know we have a long ways to go uh, before we're, we're done with the um, FY22 budget. But do you have a sense yet, even before this thing has been fully formed and, and given to council to consider, do you have a sense of where some of these priorities are going to be? And, and some of them are the same year to year to year. But do, do you have a feel for where you, you hope to be able to to put some emphasis for uh, for council? Sure. I mean, I, I think obviously um, from a community standpoint, um, we're trying to to uh, still get our arms around all the federal aid that's going to come in and how we utilize that. Uh, so, you know, we, we know generally what we're going to get, but um, anytime it, it comes down from the, the federal government, there's a lot of um, you know specifics about how you use that money but one of our charges is hey that's that's money that's coming in we're going to try to utilize it to the full extent that we can to meet these priorities that that we have whether it's infrastructure or services or recovery funding so that's a big one that one is is lagging and that's because the information continues to to you know uh, trickle down from the the feds uh, from the budget as a whole i think we're, we're looking at the things we always 
uh, are looking at, you know, how, how do we uh, support public safety in a growing community? How do we, um, you know, uh, support services? Um, a, a huge one is just trying to get back maybe to the levels of uh, staffing and service that we had pre-COVID mm. because we, we, uh, we provided service um, at a very high level, but it was a lot of times modified because of what we could do. So it's, it's trying to make sure that as we roll back into, um, I guess, a more typical model of service delivery that we've got the pieces in place for that. Um, for me, it's certainly making sure that we're, um, y- you know, taking care of staff and, and being a, a place that people want to come to work because we are, at the end of the day, a, a customer service you know, personnel-driven organization. That's that's what makes things happen in the city. So it's it's making sure that we're we're, we're staying competitive with that. You know, um, financially and just from from a, an experience standpoint. Um, and then again, just lo- looking at the resources we have, and and trying to make sure we allocate them in a way that we're moving we're we're moving the uh, needle a little bit on on council strategic priorities, but also. Um, giving ourselves the uh, you know the ability to adjust over what will still be a, a strange year mm. that one that won't be typical of other ones so I think I think that's the that's the focus is how do we do all of those things in, in a way that gives us the flexibility to adjust to whatever this next year is going to look like right right so when you came back and you saw the actual structure of the new city hall uh, being what it was you know a few weeks ago it had to be super exciting for you and so i think it's going to be an iconic generational building and i know that you personally oversaw a lot of changes to the initial design and you're being very intentional about what it will allow us to do and and how you hope the public will use it and uh, experience it in a variety of ways would you explain some of that sure and and obviously coming from a background of of uh, construction, you know, it, it is exciting to me. Most times, if there's a construction project going on, you know, I'm I'm in it the entire time. And although virtually, I did spend a lot of time while I was over there weighing in on things. It is a different thing to leave, uh, you know, a, a parking lot or an open field and come back to the building that we see there. It's it's exciting. But you're absolutely correct. So you know, the, the building that we're in now, the buildings, because there are multiple, some that we rent. Um, have definitely reached the end of their lifespan. So there's there's good reasons that we need office space, um, and I think we've we've pro- provided a building that will um, you know be around well into the future from a, a standpoint of utility, and that's important. Um, but to me, the bigger thing is is this is this is definitely you know a community um, and hopefully an iconic building. Uh, not not just from the the look of it. I mean, it is it is striking. I think it it is you know going to be uh, something that that creates a a lasting image in College Station uh, from a building perspective. But the most important thing is that it is a community building, and it won't be good enough for me if we just have a really great city hall where people can come and you know uh, take care of their their normal day to day business with the city and go to city council meetings. You know that that's one thing. But we built this with the hopes that it, it's going to be really the center of a community where people can come use this for, you know, their events and their their groups and and to have uh, discourse about all the really important things that have to go on and to be a gathering place. And so I think the building, um, as it's shaping up, really has the potential to do that. 
once it's built, if it's built correctly, then the challenge is, is how do we go out and engage people and, and get them to, to utilize it and, and make sure that they understand that this is, you know, the citizens of College Station's building, you know, that there's an office in there that I'll occupy, but, but it's not mine. And um, the best thing for it is if it gets used by people in the community. But you're talking about people even using the building during non-traditional days and hours. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, I think that's what I look at anytime, especially if you're. I mean, not just on this building, but anything we do. You know, my my idea of government is you know being as efficient and as effective as possible. And if you're building, whether it's buildings or or anything that we do, it's how do we utilize it the most? And during the day, uh, you know, uh, from a from a practical standpoint, we use it as an office building. We have meetings. We do all these things. And there's going to be hopefully more of that, um, you know, community interaction during the day as possible. But when when the vast majority of staff leaves after a normal work day, you know, we still have this amazing resource that can be utilized by lots of other people and, and groups. And so it's trying to work on how do we do that? Um, how do we encourage people to use it to come in and take advantage of these rooms and, and, and conference rooms and, and different areas? Um, the building has been designed, hopefully, to allow that so we can, you know, close off the kind of work areas and offices that, that won't be as public, but b- let people utilize that. So that'll take some work. Um, and it'll take some, um, you know, interaction with other people and seeing how they want to use it. But to me, it's about figuring out how do we make that happen, not about um, saying whether we can or we can't. It's just a matter of how do we how do we do that and how do we meet the needs of the people that are that are really going to use it for for things that the current city hall is just not usable for. And I'm asked all the time. I'm sure you are too. What happens to this current building? Yes, eventually, when the time is right, it gets. Uh, raised, you know, be scraped. But talk a little bit about your vision of what the uh, surrounding, the area surrounding City Hall, the grounds, the plaza, what have you, will um, will become. Yeah, and, and I think again, it's something that'll be developing. But um, the, yeah, the building will exist until we can move in, and then it'll be raised, and and we'll kind of finish out the site. But I think that's just the that's the first step, and. Um, you know, I uh, even recently on my travels um, saw lots of ways that people use community spaces and um, the location of our building and the, the size of the property. I, I think it just lends itself to being somewhere people want to gather. So I think that's going to be an interesting uh, thing to figure out is, you know, what all are we going to do with it? Now, it's being set up in a way that, you know, we have we have nice connectivity to the surrounding area. You know, we do have a, uh, we're working on a plan now to um, hopefully connect it into uh, Mabel Claire Thomas Park. Mm-hmm. So you, you start to build this whole area. We're obviously looking at uh, 1207, which will be the, the new home of, you know, uh, Economic Development Visit uh, College Station, Compete College Station, so. That's the building just to the south of this current building. Right, the old yeah. the old fire station. And we, we currently rent space, but bringing them onto this site. So it's, it's creating that kind of campus, uh, you know, feel, that community plaza feel where, you know, I'd love to see, you know, events in the future and, you know, I don't whether it's food trucks or, or um, you know, just families out utilizing the space, the park space, you know, um, I think there are a lot of ideas that that I've heard already. You know, community garden, or or, or are we, we going to have uh, market days or things like that? That this this will all allow for again on weekends where we're not 
full from an office perspective we've got parking lots and we've got facilities that we can that we can make use of uh, for the community so I think it's going to be a really um, interesting thing that hopefully develops over time and really becomes a, a hub um, in one of the you know I mean one of the best locations in the city you have a ballpark of when you hope that we move in there or at least when we have some kind of a grand opening event is, is that coming into focus yet? Uh, I do I will say you know the the construction manager in me uh, is always nervous to, to talk about any dates especially because we've just seen so much impact recently due to rain and everything mm. but you know we're looking the initial goals were to be in um, spring of next year I'd love to be in closer to the end of this year and I think everybody on the team is working towards that yeah. and every month that goes by that we make progress and, and we don't get delayed I think I think that's what we're shooting for um, but it's going to be around there and whenever it is you know one of the first things we're going to do is is open it up to the public to kind of um, you know, not only just do a grand opening, but really give people an opportunity to go in and see it and, and understand what the capabilities are. So hopefully, you know, um, it's not just a situation of saying, oh, this is a really pretty building and I'm glad we have a, a great city hall, but they're thinking about how do I, how do I use this? How can I make this work for, for whatever group I'm, I'm involved with or, or whatever program I might want to want to see happen? So you and I are recording this just ahead of the Memorial Day weekend. Texas A&M is welcoming its new president, M. Catherine Banks. Do you know President Banks? Have you I, met her? I don't. So, so as city manager, how important is it to establish that relationship as well as continue your relationship building with uh, A&M system officials? Yeah, I think it's it's absolutely critical. And and in my time here, um, you know, the A&M system and, and the university have always been incredibly welcoming, and um, you know, been been willing to help on on projects and. You know whether it's meeting with the chancellor or the former president. I mean, I'm excited about the new president. Obviously, you can't can't help but be excited about having uh, an engineer, especially um, someone of her caliber in that position. So it's it's exciting for me, and and more so than anything, it's one of the really you know incredible things about being in College Station and, and in my position is you know you're you're able to um, work with people and uh, utilize resources that are, you know cities of our size don't normally have right i mean to have a tier one university and to have the caliber of people that that lead that university in that system and um you know them willing to help you and work on things with you um to make the community uh you know one of the best college communities in the country is outstanding so it's it's incredibly important um it's also really important to me that as a city we're doing everything we can to support their mission um, and and when they uh, you know they, they have a lot of a lot of pull and can do lots of things um, on their own, but there are definitely times where we're able to help. And um, you know the relationship between us and them, you know, has been there from the start. You mm-hmm. know, and and so, but that's what I see as part of my job is to help shepherd that and and make sure that we're doing everything we can on our side to make them successful because that's what's going to make us and, and and everybody around us successful. Yeah. So I know you quietly work with your counterpart in the city of Bryan, Keen Register, on a, on a lot of things. So first question, who looks better in a uniform? 
So, uh, you know, I would love to say, uh, I would love to say me because I think in, in the dress uniforms, I love Navy, Navy dress blues. Um, but Keen is a, is a very accomplished soldier. So he has a, a much more decorated uniform than I do. I so see. I think, I think if you were, if you were going to ask anybody, he, he probably beats me pretty, pretty handily on okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, no, seriously, you have a pretty open dialogue with both Keen and, uh, with Brazos County Judge Dwayne Peters. So how helpful has that been to your uh, time here? Yeah, you can't, I mean, I can't overstate how helpful it is and, and how um, great those those two guys. And, you know, I also, I should probably include Jerry Strasser uh, yeah. over from A&M in there yeah. too that, uh, and, and there's a whole list of people that I that I could name, but, but especially with Keen and, and the judge, you know, their depth of knowledge of the community and uh, I think their desire to make things work um, is is incredible and um, getting to spend time with them and, it, and if you're you know someone in my position who um, you know grew up in Texas and certainly spent a lot of time in College Station because my dad was uh, an instructor at the at the fire school you know I know of it but you don't but you don't have the history like those those guys do and you know they've been doing things that help shape this community for um, a long time so it's it's incredible to have them as a resource and I think you you said it but you know having the honest open dialogue um with with people in our positions is is absolutely crucial because you know there's a line um that divides um uh college station from brian from a practical sense on a map and you know we all exist in brazos uh, county and we're all in the brazos valley but but the reality is is the citizens everywhere depend upon us to make things work and we we work with each other on on so many different items um, to make things work the right way um, without a, a thought of hey this is which side of the line it's on and and ultimately our successes whether that's economic development uh, tourism um, you know just general governance are, are gonna bring six they're going to bring successes for the city of Bryan and Brazos and vice versa so um, while we have our own entities that we work for I think we are all, you know, heavily committed to making things work for the community as a whole and and then also supporting our, you know, our governing bodies and helping them do that because that's the charge that they give us is, hey, we have to make this stuff work for everybody. Yeah. Okay, final question coming. You have uh, an amazing family. Your wife, Elizabeth, is clearly the brains of the household. 100%. Uh, next will be Maggie, closely followed by Brady. Right. Um, so my question is, what do your kids think? think that you do yeah that's that's interesting i i think if you got them in they would they would give a good answer you know when earlier on in their lives um or i guess first of all they didn't really have a great concept they just knew i I built things um as they got a little bit older i think they kind of understood and and um probably uh to their uh, chagrin understood a little more than maybe other people in their their age range so they had a, a higher understanding of local government governance um, and uh, not always the the uh, most interesting topic in the elementary uh, school lunchroom <laughs> now I think they are um, almost as much a a typical citizen as anybody hmm. where um, they're they will literally I mean I got home last night and Brady uh, was asking me um, uh, well, what? How was council? And I said, oh, well, well. And he said, well, what? What issues were you guys talking about? So, you know, we had a little chat about. And Brady's how old? Yeah, Brady's eleven. Okay, all right. He's eleven, and Maggie's eight, and so we will talk about those things. And then I say they're 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 like typical citizens because um, they also critique uh, what I am 
doing well and, and maybe what they feel like I should be doing better. You know, they will ask questions about well, why are we doing this or or why can't we do that? And, and I won't divulge which one of them it was, but I have definitely been asked um, on numerous occasions, well, aren't you are the city manager? Can't you do something about that? Like, I have a hunch which one that yeah, was. So, but it's but it's great. I mean, I, I you're right, and I, I'll just you know say from a personal perspective, they were incredible throughout this last uh, year. I mean, it's you, you don't realize until you go do something like this what you're asking of your family, and and for that matter, um, you know the people that you work with, and, and, and in my case, you know my bosses in the council and and others that you mentioned here. The, the way the community supports you. Um, when you do something like that is incredible but i would also say that i think um, i get an an equal or and similar amount of support in the role i have here it takes a lot of time and energy and there has to be a lot of understanding from your family when something is going on with the city that you need to deal with that you know it's not a nine to five job that you can just set it aside so um, to me it's it's more important and, and a better thing that they do understand you know some of what we're doing um, from a local government standpoint and why we're doing it so that when I have to go or I have to be gone, they know it's for uh, for a good reason. Yeah. So any uh, parting thoughts? No, just, I mean, I would just say excited to be back yeah. and certainly um, appreciative of everything that everyone uh, did for me while I was gone and, and the support. I mean, it's a, you know, I think we're a community known for uh, certainly support of the military and the veterans. Um, but beyond that, um, I was just uh, amazed to see how the community pulled together through, you know, what has to be one of the most difficult challenges that you can go through as a person and as a community. And, and to, to, um, it was hard in some ways to be away from it because if you, you know, want to be a a city manager and want to be, you know, in these roles to not be able to be there physically and and feel like you can help with these challenges was tough. But at the same time, it just, again, incredible to watch, people across the community find new ways to do things you know help each other and 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 face again as as tough a challenge as there is so i'm excited to be back and just try to you know try to catch up and and uh, get back to a level where i can be helpful cool brian thanks a bunch yeah thanks jay so that's it for this edition of all up in your business please go to your favorite podcast platform and rate us and subscribe to the show recommend us to others all up in your business is a production of the city of college station the home of texas a m university and the heart of aggie land